Um, and like cats, why it doesn't work is because they're they're cat people. Like cat it's people. so simple. It's I, so simple. It looks like a man yeah. and a female cat yeah. went into a back room Ugh. and then Idris Elba walked out as Idris Catman. Elba walked out as Catman. Ugh. You're like, that Ugh. shouldn't happen, folks. Yeah, this looks wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> Welcome to episode 27 of Straight to Series. How are we? My name is Connor. I'm Ian. And uh, yeah, guys, welcome. Uh, check us out on Instagram. And Facebook. And Twitter. And, and all YouTube. Those, all those like nice and places. Subscribe. Like and subscribe. You know, all the fun stuff that we like to see you do. Yes. Um, but today, as always, we're going to get straight into it with the box office. We, we said it last week. We said it last week. Joker. One billion. One billion. One billion, baby. It one is billion big ones. The third highest grossing DC film of all time. Of all time. And the highest grossing R-rated movie ever. With, and the, is it the highest grossing movie with the lowest budget? Yes, it is. Yeah. With uh, the estimates go up as, as high as 70. Yeah. Is the highest. Which is not high. Which is so low. Yeah, for so, a movie. Yeah, for, for a, a movie. movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it is the lowest budget movie ever to make a billion as well, which yeah. no one really says. No. I've never seen... I've, all I've seen is the R-rated thing. Yeah. They don't even say that it's the third highest DC movie. It's beat The Dark Knight. That's just weird to think. That is very weird. Because to me, that's the most famous DC movie ever made. I'd agree. The I'd Dark agree. Knight. Best DC movie ever made, I would Probably, say. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so as well. Um. Actually, no, sorry. Aquaman is technically the most famous from the money it made. From the money it yeah. made, yeah, yeah. All those Chinese dollars. All those Chinese dollars. Although, considering The Dark Knight is considered the only Oscar-worthy... Uh, is it the only one to win an Oscar as well? Because Heat Ledger won an Oscar for it. Did... Uh, Maybe hair and makeup... Did Avengers Endgame... No, Suicide Squad won hair and makeup. It did. Yeah, there yeah. we go. So yeah. there's another one. There's another one. And Avengers Endgame, did that, one, did that win VFX? I don't know. It should. Well, well some, no, we don't know yet. Sorry, Aven Infinity War. Did Infinity War win VFX? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't either. remember. I, I would like to think Planet of the Apes won it. But wait, was yeah. that the year? I don't know. I, I, oh. We'd have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. And we're not going to. <laughs> um, no, but it's... Uh, yeah, as it's funny to think that The Dark Knight, like, when you when you think of a movie as Oscar-worthy, you're not really thinking about, like, VFX or hair and makeup I and know, stuff. I know, I know. And they're also the ones that no one kind of cares about. Yeah. I, I I okay. never go, oh, what that won an Oscar. And then you yeah. go, oh, best vi visual effects. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Totally. Yeah. Same with sound design. Yeah. Even though, like, it is such a huge thing. Yeah. Where score, I guess I'm kind of, I, I like when I'm I the hear same. something. I like to hear that too. Yeah. And then I like to, I like to listen to the score as well. Big time. Like the yeah, winners. Yeah. Um, we'll be getting into it, but the Mandalorian score has us talking because it's so fucking it's good. It's so good. So I good. wonder if you give Emmys for best television score. I don't know. I've never heard it. The Emmy categories are always weird. And there's around 50 of them. Yeah, If, yeah. if more. It it's just seems like... Don't they go on forever as well? Forever. People, I think it's, what, three days long? Yeah. Three. The Emmys are insane. They actually do like some like, some like pre-party where they do untelevised Emmys as well for Fuck. some of the lower categories. Jesus Christ. I'm nearly sure. I, I think so. I mean, they're getting more prestigious because there's so much TV now. Yeah, but especially with all the streaming services. Yeah, like Netflix just has a boatload of yeah of series now. 
so weird. Um, but yeah, so the Dark Knight, like, but when you say movies Oscar worthy, you're thinking of like the performances, the direction, all exactly. this stuff. And that's why it's a big deal that Dark Knight won Best Supporting Actor with yeah. Heath Ledger, even though he's like the lead in that. When you really think about it, do you think if it, this is a terrible thing to say, but do you think if he hadn't died, he would have got the instantly Oscar? what I thought? Yeah, instantly what I thought when he won. Yeah, I, it's hard to know, isn't it? Isn't it? Because yeah. not only like I, I've always thought that. Like when I say that, his performance is the best performance of his sporting actor, even though he's elite that year. It's yeah. amazing. It stands the test of time. It's one of the greatest performances in a film, I would say. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's so good. And I always thought, I wonder if he would win if he didn't die. But but, that, but it's funny, when people hear you say that, they're like, that's so... That's so horrible. That's, that's so, so horrible. mean. But I'm so like, I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. He deserves it. Yeah. I just want to know if he would have been recognised. I want to know if the Academy would have recognised him. Yeah, exactly. More than anything. Old white men. Old white men. Not yeah. anymore. Not anymore, no. No. Uh, yeah. But uh, but back then, old white men, would they have 100%, noticed? 100%, yeah. It's so crazy. And that's mm-hmm. a movie of great performances as well. Yeah. Also, it, I think the fact that it made a billion... Mm-hmm. They, it would actually give it less of a chance yeah. of winning an Oscar because they're like, oh, it's, it's super popular. It's a money maker. Like usually, Oscar films aren't huge money makers. No, yeah. it's, it's not that they crash and burn either. No, but like Moonlight was not a big hit. No, just and critically, it was a big yeah. hit. And I watched that movie, and I still don't understand. I don't particularly understand the whole thing. I don't. I don't like it either. I love the first chapter. In Me it, too. Of for, the tree with Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali, and he won Best Supporting Actor, and he's in it for like twenty minutes. Yeah. So and that just shows how good he is. He was amazing. And then I liked when 50 Cent was in it at the very end. <laughs> that transition. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. That He really like fills out. He really fills out. Yeah. His cheekbones come in yeah. as well. Yeah. I just I, I just can't get over it. I was like, holy shit, is that 50 Cent? Because he's a weird looking kid. Very weird And in chapter kid. two, he's still a weird looking yeah. adolescent kind of kid. Well, he's I guess you're on 16. 16. Because he's in high school. Yeah. And he looks like a weird kid. Yeah. And then he's a hunk of chiseled, yeah. just Steel. muscle mass. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, a big jump. Yeah. And uh, I always, but I always thought uh, like Moonlight, it won, but it was so unpopular that Jimmy Kimmel made a joke about Moonlight in his opening speech and even the people in the room didn't get it. Well, here's the thing, right? So, the, when Moonlight won, this was when the Oscars were like, I swear we're not racist. Yeah, yeah. I swear we're not sexist, we're not racist. And not only that, it was the La La Land thing as well. That's Well, that's the thing I was going to get at. Yeah. So, La La Land won everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. And then they were like, oh, and they won so many awards yeah. that whoever read it out was like, oh, and La La won because uh, it was a sure thing. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, oh, oh, that was the runner-up actually and it was yeah. so awkward and yet to get off the stage oh. and all like that and you know the La La Land people were like yeah it's cool it's whatever mm-hmm. but I would have been a bit like oh, damn, we fucking won everything else are you telling me yeah. we didn't win best picture that year yeah I know well that's that's people's uh, criticism of the Oscars I've heard that someone says that uh, if a movie win- wins best VFX best sound design best whatever best supporting best lead and it doesn't win best picture why is that it's won all the other Oscars surely yeah. that makes it the best picture you know I know it's the same thing. I think Ridley Scott, uh, Gladiator won Best Picture, mm-hmm. but he didn't win Best Director one yeah. year. And he was like, but I made the Best Picture of the... Yeah. Like, that was me. I directed yeah. the film that you're saying was the best one of the year. W- so would the Best Director not have made the Best Film? It's so it's so crazy. It's it, so crazy. It's uh, like, I understand why they give the awards to different mm-hmm. people. Obviously, like, you can't just... The Oscars wouldn't be what it is 
if you just like, okay, this is the best picture, so now all these other people yeah. are getting awards for their performances. But it makes sense. Like, certain ones make sense. Like, yeah. I could see, like, a best supporting actor mm-hmm. not being in the best picture. Yeah. Where most likely the best actor might have been in the best picture, but best visual effects mm-hmm. might not be the best picture. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, Suicide Squad got, as we were saying, best hair and makeup. Yeah. Like, that makes sense mm-hmm. that that would win that, mm-hmm. but not win best picture. No, that does you know, make sense. Same with sound design. Like, a lot more action movies totally. would win sound design. What was the one? Gravity? Gravity, yeah. That one loads of, like, sound design and maybe score as well. I'm not sure. Yeah. But either way, you could understand how that would get best visual effects, but totally. maybe not best movie. But when it comes into, like, best actors, best screenplay, mm-hmm. best director, you're like, well, they should get best film then. Yeah, they should all, that, that they should they all kind of link into each other, yeah. so surely that makes it the best film. And how is it not racist to give Moonlight best picture, but then give La La Land all the other awards because it almost fe- that just seems yeah. so weird where it's yeah. like well the white movie got this and this and this and this yeah. but the black movie got that yeah, it, the black movie gets then, the best picture just seems like to me that seems it cries out racism totally um, yeah it's weird and then there's a lot of like it's kind of like with The Last Jet uh, with uh, Force Awakens whereas afterwards like people loved it when it came out loved yeah. loved loved and then a year, six months, year later, there's a lot of hate for the for Force Awakens as being like just rehash the original, all this stuff. La La Land, beloved when it came out, and now people are like, it's kind of condescending, like it's white people explaining a jazz, jazz. which is black culture basically. Yeah. So it's you know, I I mean I was watching it, I didn't get that from it. Not but me either. Then again, I thought it was a great love story. So did I. And I, I remember loads of people giving out that like they 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 go for their. They go for their work rather than love. Yeah. And people... I remember reading loads of reviews saying, oh, this is the most disgusting love story ever. And I was like, but it's life. And I, I yeah. totally understand. Like, that's most probably really accomplished people have done this. Yeah. Where they've had to choose work over, yeah. like, a romantic... Romance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, romance, yeah. And you, like... Like The Rock. He seems like a guy who's like, you know what? Like, oh, I think he's... He is married. He's married he now. Just got but, married. but he was divorced. Yeah. He was. He has a daughter. When he got divorced, mm-hmm. he shot the stardom as well. Keep that in mind. Like that was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean. Bill Hader was recently was divorced. Was he recently enough? And now he's kind of he's everywhere. Yeah. So you know, I don't know. But it's probably a worrying trend <laughs> if we start linking divorce <laughs> with uh, success in Hollywood. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, Tom Cruise was been married for a long time, and he's successful pretty much consistently throughout his true, career. True. So true. except for Oblivion, that didn't do very well. Um, yeah. Anyway, Joker made a billion. <laughs> Joker made a billion. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah. Should we have a timer going? I don't know how long we've been going for. Um, it is going now. Okay, Joker so, made a billion. Joker made a billion. And I made a list of all the box office bombs that happened around it because it's. I just think it's interesting. Now, not, I'm not necessarily saying that Joker made these bombs, but this helped it. Totally. Just soar. Yeah. So we've already talked about Terminator Dark Fate. Mm-hmm. Made $235 million now. $185 million budget. That's not good. Tim Miller is taking a few steps back as well and saying that James Cameron was very heavy-handed and they fought all the time. I read he didn't like, spoilers for Dark Fate, the Skynet thing. Didn't like that at all. Didn't like that it wasn't Skynet anymore. They also wanted to open the movie a completely opposite way where like the human race yeah. was defeated by the robots. That's right. how Tim Miller wanted to open it up. And James James Cameron was like, no, I don't actually think it opens up. Either way now, so, but at the at the time, T- Tim Miller was like, I wanted to open up with the humanity losing, mm-hmm. you know, and then I assumed then we go back in time, you know, as in yeah. like, oh, we're going to 
fix that problem. Yeah. But then J- James Cameron was like, no, I want to to end with them win or start with them winning. Mm. And then he go back in time. And Tim Miller was like, but how does that make a com- compelling story? And yeah. we just continue winning. Mm-hmm. So we win. And then we go back in time and, and win. win more. Yeah. Win even better. You know, yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, again, I still haven't seen the movie, but uh, I know I, that, that doesn't make sense as a structure. I don't, I don't, I don't know. After either we, way, just just an insight into the show. After we shot the last episode and the car ride home and everything, all we talked about was Terminator: Dark Fate. Basically, yeah. the entire time. And it's not a bad movie. It actually is the best of the best third Terminator movie ever yeah. made. Yeah, and yeah, basically talking about it, me not having seen it, trying to figure out ways to make it better. <laughs> yeah. And then Ian just telling me like what was happening in the movie. So it's it's funny, you know, I'd actually recommend going to see it or at least reading about it because it is interesting. If you're a fan of Terminator, mm-hmm. you might not go see this movie because you've been fucked so many times. Yeah. And I would actually say this is the one time where you don't get as fucked. Like, <laughs> I, think it, I think it's pretty good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I would go see a sequel. I wouldn't be like chomping at the bit to see it, no. but it was decent. But yeah. anyway, it bombed and it really helped Joker because that Terminator be a similar kind of audience. Totally older. I assume Terminator's alright. I think it is. Uh, I think so. I think it is. But anyway, there's one cool shot in the trailer where Arnold Schwarzenegger shoots off his face, you know, yeah. and the practical effects of his head turning back around. Very cool. Surely that's not PG thirteen. No, because there's like blood and bits. Yeah, there, yeah. So. So anyway, Terminator Dark Fate helps mm-hmm. Joker. Yeah. Gemini Man. Oh, Gemini Man is limping. 171 million it made for a Will Smith movie. Is Will Smith not a bankable star anymore? I don't know because he just came off Aladdin, which was his biggest ever movie. Yeah. But, but it's Aladdin. It's Aladdin. It's a Disney remake. Yeah. Those Disney remakes are fucking there. Yeah. When's Lady and the Tramp out? It's out. It's is on it? Disney Plus. Oh, okay. It's a live action thing. Oh, okay. So I... It's out now. Like, yeah, I saw criticism for that because they've what they've done is they've made. Uh, did you see this as well? No, and um, go go ahead. Okay, go ahead. okay, well, Disney and the Tramp. Uh, it's it's one of those uh, Disney and the Tramp. Does I say Lady <laughs> Disney and the Tramp? <laughs> Lady and the Tramp <laughs> is uh, is one of those old Disney animated movies where you go back and you find right there's like racist stuff mm, in it. I can imagine the Siamese cats yeah. that are in it. They're like. Um, People are saying this racist, like Asian stereotypes yeah. and everything. Um, so in this movie, um, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's directly because of that or whatever. But the lead characters, it's still set in the 1920s. I think that's when, is that when it Trump is. is set. Yeah. It's, and it's live action. We should say that. So it's like it, real dogs. It's live action, real dogs, real people. Yeah. And the main couple in it, the one who owned Lady, are is uh, a white guy with a, and a black woman. And there was criticism for the Lady in the Tramp movie because they set it in the 1920s, but it's never addressed that that white guy is married to a bla- like that you don't see the fallout of that in the time yeah yeah and they're like w- like it would have made a much more poignant movie if you addressed it and i also i was like that's a great point it's also lady in the tramp <laughs> true so, you true know, yeah it's like it's a kids movie yeah. are you really going to get you know racial elements in it that much and are the kids really going to understand yeah if anything you're just going to make the kids more complex to yeah. like yeah, or perplexed. I mean, perplexed, like they're gonna be like, yeah. "What the hell's going on?" Maybe yeah. uncomplex. <laughs> maybe, maybe perplexed and complex. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was weird criticism where they were like, "Yeah, I understand. I understand both sides of it Me though too. as well." Because like, did, when you're writing the movie, you don't have to think the 1920s. Yeah, this this just is not the norm at all. Yeah, totally. And it's, but yeah. at the same time, who are you writing it for? Yeah, exactly. It's just young children. I mean, it's a, it's probably a point where you need to look at the writing process as of like if it's written on the script, 
you know, African-American wife or whatever, like, or if they just cast a woman who fit the role, you know, mm -hmm. like, I don't even yeah. know who plays her, you know, it's just... I really don't care about the movie neither, as such. Neither do I. But, but it is a very interesting story. It, it was, uh, I just thought it was an interesting, when I was reading into it, yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of, that's a, an excellent point, but at the same time, I get why they didn't do it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, back to the back to the movies that help Joker make a billion dollars. Yeah, these are all just tramps. These yeah, movies. these are all tramps. So we got Terminator, Dark Fate. We well, got tramp, Gemini Man. Sorry, Jump Tramp is Justin Thoreau, and he ain't no tramp. Is he? Is it Justin Thoreau? Justin Thoreau, yeah, and he's in Joker. Yeah, he's a good-looking man, and yeah, he has a cameo. He has a cameo. He has in a Joker. cameo. Look yeah. out for him. Mm -hmm. So, um, Doctor Sleep, sadly. Sadly, Doctor Sleep's on fifty-seven million. That's a shame. Worldwide. That's a real shame. It costs forty-five to fifty-five million to make. I, I might go see it again. Yeah, yeah, I would go see. Give it again. us some, just give, give us some, some money. Dough. And here, the the one that just recently bombed. Now I guess this it's it's over now for, mm -hmm. for Joker. Like it's it's kind of on its way out. Yeah. It made a billion, but uh, Charlie's Angels mm. just bombed so really, so really hard. Badly. Yeah, it made just over eight million in America on its opening weekend. That's truly terrible. That is truly terrible. Truly and terrible. it costs forty eight million to make. Actually, looks more expensive than that. I would have thought. Me too. We we watched the trailer before this because yeah. Neither of us had any interest in the movie. No, and after watching the trailer, I have even f even less, less interest. interest. Yeah, it's just that budget seems small for what we saw in the movie. Yeah, it, they stretched it. Mm -hmm. They stretched it well, and Elizabeth Banks directed it. Elizabeth Banks, very talented writer, director, actress, actress comedian, yeah. producer. Beautiful as well. She's beautiful. She's got it all. Yeah, like Margaret Robbie. Basically, I just want to drink pints of her blood. <laughs> I just feel like there's some good shit in there's there. There's something good in there. Yeah, like Charlize Theron in. Uh, in the in the huntsman or the woodsman or whatever the fuck you the know, huntsman the huntsman, huntsman yeah. yeah and she's like that queen who's like drinking people's blood or whatever to make herself young kind of like that that's kind of like that that's what I'm thinking yeah that's what I want to do to good looking Hollywood yeah. people and but, I bet it tastes like candy floss you oh, know? I bet it's just because they're so goddamn beautiful but it tastes so good um but yeah Char Charlie's Angels is dying and it's death. our and it's our fault according to Elizabeth Banks yeah we can get into that yeah. now, it's 32 million worldwide mm -hmm. it's on so maybe if it, it's not released in China yet and I don't know if it will get released in China yeah. but if it does maybe it'll make a bit of money but the fact that in America mm -hmm. 8 million on a weekend really really bad that's so bad for a, a known franchise as for well a known franchise yeah Charlie's Angels popular kind and of household and a, a franchise starter again like yeah. of course they're trying to do a trilogy of course and Kristen Stewart, like she's she's a famous actress. She is um, not a very liked actress, I would say, no, in the public eye. No. But she's be she's on her the comeback trail, I would say. Yeah, I'd agree. And she's she hasn't succeeded in the way Robert Pattinson has. Yes. In well, kind it of, took him some time as well. It though. took it took him some time. That's true. He did a few stinkers, but I think he has done a good job of separating himself from the Twilight. He was doing that when they were shooting it, and. Yeah. Uh, doing projects that like show off how good of an actor he is exactly. Daniel Radcliffe did the same thing except Harry Potter was extremely liked yeah but he still was like I want to change everything yeah. I want to do every genre like he's ticking off boxes totally left right and centre and a, a very like I, I don't see when I see a movie I'm like that's not Dan that's not Harry Potter that's Daniel Radcliffe yeah. you know which is so good so it worked yeah it did work exactly yeah. Um, did you ever see Horns I did. Yeah. It's a fucking crazy movie. It's a crazy movie. I actually kind of liked it. It's the movie where I'm like, it, it bombed so hard. And I'm yeah. like, of course it bombed. It yeah. was always going to bomb. Yeah. This is such a specific movie. Yeah. But I, I actually really liked it when I watched it. He is ripped. He is. He's, he is. he's been always a, a buff enough guy. Totally. A very slight guy. Yeah. What is the, is it Juno Temple? Yes. That's his girlfriend. Yeah. 
She is a sexually charged young lady. She is very sexually charged. <laughs> Isn't that, she? That's how I that in that movie especially. In many movies, have yeah. you ever seen Killer Joe? No. With Matthew McConaughey? No. She's very sexually charged. Oh, she is so sexually charged. <laughs> okay. He that movie is a fucking weird movie. I might watch that. You should watch that yeah. movie. I love I love that we're using sexually charged now. That's that's a new <laughs> thing for the show. I think that's the most polite way. Is like Juno <laughs> Temple is. Yeah. There's just something about her. Yeah. When you're male, you're like, oh, she wants it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I know what you're you're just that. looking and you're like, hmm, yeah, this is wrong, but but she, I feel like, is she? I get the asking feeling. Asking me for yeah, this? Yeah, I get you. Um, you you yeah. got check her out. And there's loads of movies. Afternoon Delight. She's in as well, where she plays a hooker. <laughs> Afternoon Delight. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> my head was just like, I'm calling uh, this Afternoon Delight. Temple. Yeah. Um, I'm calling this afternoon light. It's like a court yeah. drama, and I'm like afternoon the afternoon light. Afternoon the light. <laughs> That's what Hell I'm gonna yeah. Call it. I uh, but yeah, horns. Like I, I remember I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, that looks good. And yep. I watched it, and I was like, I actually kind of enjoyed that, but it's not a particularly good movie. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, I like the premise. It's extremely different. Yeah. Oh yeah, where they cannot tell lies. Is that what yeah. it is? No, or no, it's he. He is becoming more satanic looking. Yeah. But is. He's actually telling the truth. Isn't that the Is whole that, thing? I, I can't remember. I, I think he's like a pariah. And the more he does, like, he becomes more devil-like, like, and just throughout the thing, like, he, like the more traditional way the devil looks. Yeah, yeah. And right at the end, he's like full on. Yeah, full on, like, long horns and everything. And you think that that's because he's done something bad, but really he hasn't. He's telling the truth the whole time. And it's the town making him look like. Yeah. It's like, it's this kind of... I wouldn't say layered. I'd be giving the movie too much credit saying yeah, it's I know a layered metaphor, but you know, it's a cool premise. It is a cool premise and it's a cool role for him to have yeah. the yellow leather jacket. Very cool. He looks so badass. He in does. That. The minute I got him out there, I was like, I could, I'd look good in a yellow yeah, leather jacket. Yeah. You forget you're not a Hollywood star. It's true. It's like, <laughs> it's like watching Drive in the scorpion jacket yeah. and the gloves. What a jacket. Yeah. I wanted one of those Me instantly too. after watching I it. I still want one. Yeah, I yeah. priced them and all. Did like you? the exact jacket. And I, I was like, the, I, I want that. I did the same thing. But <sighs> I just know that I would not look. pull it off. You got to get the driving gloves as well. If you had the right confidence though. Mm -hmm. I think it would make or a... if you look like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> it would make a really good Halloween costume. Very easy. Very easy. But I don't think a lot of people would get it. Yeah, that's true. But then again. But you'd get it. Yes, yeah. that's, that's enough. And also, I would just smack yeah. women around as well yeah. and do the point. Do the point. There you go. You get it. You get what it is. And then you bring around a hammer. Christina Hendrick, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Hips for everyone. She does. There's not a lot of dialogue in that movie. No. Oscar Isaac's in that movie. Before Oscar Isaac famous. is in that movie. Yeah. Um, standard. Yeah. Standard. Yeah, that's his name good, because good. they do Carrie Mulligan's in it isn't yeah. it and they do like a, they, they talk at the table about yeah. how she was like oh well what's the special edition or they, yeah, they do something yeah. is there a special edition of some, you something like that yeah, isn't it that's yeah. how I know his name is standard in it so good Brian Cranston's in that movie Brian Cranston is the mechanic he's really good he's really good in that. and that's yeah. when Brian Cranston was nailing it and Breaking in Bad. Breaking Bad yeah. and he was showing up in tons of movies yeah he was showing up he showed up in that one um that oh that massive bomb because because we're on box bombs. office bombs at yeah. the moment. What was that big? Oh, oh, Godzilla. Fuck. No, I, I can't remember. <laughs> okay, I, it's, he wasn't Godzilla, but that didn't. Movie forty three. No, he was in that one. Um, John Carter. John oh, Carter. He was in John Carter. He, Never seen. Brian Cranston's in John Carter. Wow, poor yeah. Brian Cranston. 
I'm, it was the actor that, that plays John Carter in it. I don't know, but he the always... Guy, Kitch, Taylor Kitch. Taylor Kitch. And there's a great scene where he has he has Brian Cranston on his back. Yeah. And he's running up a hill, but it's clearly a dummy. Because oh. the dummy's just flailing. <laughs> so there's just like a fake Brian Cranston on his back. And it's just like, guys, this costs like 200 million to make. Come on, guys. What he's, what he's doing. What are you doing? What he's doing. Get like a stand-in. Like Taylor Kitch is a strong guy. Get a yeah. guy with the same build as Brian Cranston and he yeah. runs up a hill. Or even just get a guy with a torso. Just to sit in his back yeah. and CGI the legs like or the something. Like the Clint Eastwood movie with um, Bradley Cooper. Bradley, yeah. With the, the, the baby. The baby. Um, what the fuck? We can't think of any movie names today. Fuck it, it's killing me. Oh, my God. It's only the, the really famous one that he did. Yeah. Bradley Cooper, Clint Eastwood. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up. Clint Didn't he win Oscars for it? No. I'm pretty sure. The Mule. No. <laughs> it says Bradley Cooper, Clint Eastwood movie is The Mule. Is the Mule. What the fuck? No, not that threesome fuel movie. <laughs> not that, yeah, not that. Uh... Oh my god, mule. The one about this American sniper. American sniper. I was going. No, I didn't even see it there. I was like, the one about the sniper. Yeah. The American sniper. The American In sniper. fact, it's called the American the sniper. American sniper. Where they have the worst looking fake baby, baby ever. Yeah. yeah. I. What do you think of American sniper? I enjoyed the movie until I read a few things about it and was like. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a bit of a psychopath. Yeah, and yeah, we're kind of celebrating a guy that took a lot of lives. Yeah, yeah. good or bad for good or bad. Yeah, he was doing his duty. He yeah. Um, still. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's interesting. It is interesting. Clint Eastwood and yet Joker. Mm-hmm. All the controversy around Joker. Yeah, oh, that's you're true. Depicting a bad guy as a good guy, which you don't do at all. No, where we're actually kind of like. Yeah. The, Put it this way, depending on who's in power, they could be viewed as war crimes. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, It's like Zero Dark Thirty, sure. Yeah. But, do you know, both those movies are mm. really well-made movies. Yeah. That, and I really like Zero Dark Thirty. Me too. But I totally understand people saying, Catherine Bigelow yes. directed it as well. Yeah. James Cameron's old squeeze, for mm. anyone who didn't know. Mm-hmm. Not, um, oh, not Sarah Connor. What's her name? James Cameron's other old squeeze, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton, yeah, yeah. used to be married. Yeah. yeah, there you go, big Jim. So we should probably move off box office because we've already done it. Nah, um, let's keep talking about random shit. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, Joker. Joker made all the money. Joker made all the money, and again, important that we remind everyone was not released in China. I know. Oh, and I had a, a fun fact that I told you earlier in the week about. So Aquaman mm-hmm. is the tippity top of the DC yeah. movie slate. Is, yeah, I it made it's all it made. One billion and one hundred forty-eight million. I had that number. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you take away its Chinese intake, mm-hmm. it makes less than nine hundred million. Really? So Joker, per population, more people went to see Joker That's than Aquaman. Crazy. And Aquaman was in three D, so yes. premium price tickets on yeah. top of that. So per population, one hundred percent, Joker was seen more. Um. That's really interesting. And you said you did the same thing for Dark Knight and it still uh, Dark makes... Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Dark, Rises, yeah. That's a bit above it. And, and it, even if you take away... It still makes a billion. It still makes a billion. Okay. It only made around 50 million in China, the Dark Knight Rises. It's not, it's not a big China movie. But also, it was in 2012 and China was only starting to take off. Yeah. Like, now it's the second biggest... Market. Uh, ...movie market in yeah. the world. But it took a while. Have you seen um, the Aquaman director being like he's go he's gonna get real weird with it for the sequel? James Wan. James Wan, yeah. And he's a good director. He is. He's a very the good Conjuring director. Conjuring is a very well made horror movie. No, no, that's Saw. 
made the Saw? first Saw. He made the first Saw as well, and yeah. he's a producer and all the rest of them. And the guy who... Uh, Talk about diminishing returns. I well. know. But the guy who gets trapped in the room is like the pilot in Aquaman. He's also his writing partner. I don't know the oh. guy's name. I know the actor, though. Yeah, yeah. He returns in one of them. Like, like the six saw, he returns. Does he? Yeah, the guy who has cut off his No, his no, foot. no, no. It's the guy, oh. it's the, the guy who cuts off his foot is from fucking Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carrie Mulligan. Is that his name? Or Carrie Mulligan Elways. is a female. Carrie, Carrie Elways. It's something, it's, yeah, I think it's Carrie Elways. It's not sorry. Carrie Mulligan. I'm sure of that. You are bad with names today. I really am. I am. No, but it's uh, Carrie Elways, yeah. But the guy who has to cut off his foot, who, uh, is the who gets trapped, you know, in the game over, you know, and he, yeah, yeah, yeah that's uh, his writing partner. Oh, that's really cool. Um, Lee Winnell, Lee Winnell. So right. James Wan and him always write movies together, and he James Wan normally directs, and Lee Winnell is in the more he directs or whatever. They kind that's of really cool. they work together. So he's in Aquaman as the uh, pilot, basically. James Wan also isn't he the one who made Fast and Furious Seven? Yes, I'm pretty yes. sure he's the one yes. who made Fast and Furious Seven, yeah. where Paul Walker died like mid production. Mm-hmm. He had to. Um, take a break for like yeah. three or four months while they rewrote the script Fast and Furious 7 is my favourite me too yeah. and it actually says a lot when you know that what happened totally and the fact that they had to rewrite a huge chunk of the script yeah I think it's just the best Fast and Furious overall and it has it's the only one that has emotional resonance yeah because of the death of Paul Walker and it's probably the least egregious plot I yeah. would say of I, all I the Fast so and Furious it made 1.5 billion now mm. I definitely think that's because of Paul Walker yeah. dying as well. Like yeah. people, are like jeez, I want. I say a lot of people were just interested to see mm-hmm. how they pull it off. Like, I remember people saying that the movie should get an Oscar because just to link into what we were talking about earlier, there was a, a lot of buzz for it to get an Oscar because Paul Walker dies. Really? Yeah, around the wow. time, or, see, or that, just be nominated. Yeah, that would be more like that would be pretty obvious. Just doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, really you know? for the wrong reasons because those films do not have the emotional content. No. For an Oscar performance. No, they like, don't. Not saying I don't think. I've never seen Paul Walker mm-hmm. dazzle me with a performance anyway. No offense to the guy. What's his name in Fast and Furious? And Paul Walker. <laughs> Paul Walker. Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. I should know because he names the kid after Paul. Paul's in, well, yeah, not Paul. Yeah, Brian. Brian, thank yeah. you. Brian. <laughs> Brian O'Connor. Brian O'Connor, yeah, that's yeah. it. And Dominic Toretto. And Dominic Toretto. Yeah. I, I always remember Dom. Yeah, but... it's but and like, I know Hobbs now, especially because of yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Luke Hobbs and... Deckard, Deckard Shaw. Shaw. What a name. Very good. You're going to be a badass with that yeah. name. And Luke Evans is Deckard Shaw's brother. Brother, isn't yeah, it? yeah. I can't remember what his name, though. It doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> uh, and then and then they, they did a good job of making, like, a simple villain in Jason Statham, where yeah. it's, like, just this one guy who's more badass than all seven of <laughs> all these people. All seven of them. And it's great. And kills Han... And then yeah. a few movies later is like best buds with everyone. Best buds with everyone. Yeah, we're all a big family together. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Because his it? mom's Helen Mirren, so we can't really hate the guy, yeah. can we? Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's just interesting. And it's it's interesting to put in perspective, to get back to the box office before we move on, that a movie that isn't released in China is doing so well. It's a huge deal. It's, yeah. it's such a big deal. Yeah. I don't even think people realize how big of a deal it mm-hmm. is because... I'd love to know then if it was released in China. How much money would it be on now? And also, bec- you don't know because I don't know what the Chinese audience is like mm-hmm. because they're so censored. Yeah. So I don't even know if the Chinese people would be like, I, I have no clue. Would they be like, oh, we're getting something mm-hmm. tangible here, like an R-rated movie about mental illness or would they actually shy away from it? I don't know. I, I have no clue. Because there are movies like... But there's no... 
there's no data to back it up. Like, yeah. of what, how would they react to that? Because they just don't get those movies. Well, it, not to, the, the Korean director who did Snowpiercer, I think he's Korean. I think uh, he's Korean, yeah. Yeah, Korean. He does movies that are, I would say, are along the vein. Like, he made Old Boy. Yeah. And uh, he's made other movies that I think are along in the vein of, of Joker. Well, of Joker, yeah, you know definitely. what I mean? Deal- so a lot of adult themes. Uh, adult themes of dealing with kind of mental illness or like having Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. I was, was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. Um, his new movie, Parasite, is meant to be good. He I've did- read great things about that. Did he do Killing of a Sacred Deer? Uh, oh, I don't know. I'll have to check. And the lobster is he the same director? No, mm, I think it's someone else. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it is. It is. It's someone else. Yeah, that's a uh, name. It's that, a weird like Hugo something. Or that's something. Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah, stuff. Um, but yeah, he Snowpiercer is a good movie. Snowpiercer is a very good movie, and basically all his movies are like really poignant, really well done, very well received, and everything. And they deal with kind of mental issues and kind of stuff that's a bit out there you know but do they get released in china i don't know i think they're korean films so i don't know i don't know what the chinese film market is like honestly or what the audience is like yeah and Um, they respond obviously they love fast and furious and transformers that's what i know yeah so pacific rim as well pacific rim yeah so is, is that just what there, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to go back to making sweeping statements about <laughs> about, uh, about a whole race, but yeah, I just I it. By the way, he didn't direct Old Boy. That was someone else. Oh okay. Yeah. Did Did you ever see the other Old Boy? Oh my god, it's so bad. Chan Wood Park that he Josh directed Brolin. Old Boy. Yeah, with Josh Brolin. Oh, so bad. Have you and seen it? Elizabeth Olsen. I have. It's I have. it's hard to watch. And Charlotte Copley. Charlotte Copley. Yeah, is the bad guy in it so bad really really bad and it's a great director the guy who did uh, Black Klansman I know it's so good Spike Lee Spike Lee Spike Lee it should have been good now he talks about how it was like now of course they always say this but the studio influence mm-hmm. was heavily like, he just he had to fight for everything yeah you know Samuel L. Jackson's in it as well actually he is in it yeah, yeah. it's so bad Man, even f- the dubbing for it is bad yeah where I was watching it going, I clearly can tell that Josh Brolin is in the studio talking to a microphone yeah, right now. Yeah. And it, like, the hallway scene, the most famous scene in Old Boy, probably, like, you, if you've ever seen it, it's just... With the hammer. It's just so bad, you know? It's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Have you ever... I've watched uh, Stuntman Break It Down. Mm-hmm. And they really don't like it. And they really hate it. Yeah. Especially since he gets wounded in the original, he gets wounded a lot. Yeah. And right at the end, Josh Brolin takes out everyone yeah. and then just gets stabbed in the back. Yeah. After he's gone through the whole trials and tribulations, tribulations. of the, the fight. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed in the back and he kind of turns around and just beats up a guy and it's done. It's. I mean, the best part of that old boy fight scene is like at one stage, there, he's standing here, they're all there. They're all like... <sighs> yeah, they're all wrecked. <sighs> they're all fucking tired and they've all been hit and he's standing there and he's like, Jesus. Yeah. You know, you get that in Atomic Blonde as well. Yeah. Where you get exhausted yeah. during the fight. I love that. Me too. I love when you see that. You really don't see that no. at all. That's what's kind of good in Civil War. I think they do really well in the fight scene between Captain America and Iron Man. At the end, especially. And he's like, stay down. And he's like, I can do this all day. You know, yeah, yeah. it's such a, it's it's nice to see, like, it's nice to just see heroes, especially protagonists. Like, they don't necessarily have to, they can win the fight at the end. Yeah. But just like, see them struggle a bit or even get tired. You We've know? talked about this, Casino mm-hmm. Royale. Yeah, exactly. Be- oh, such a good demonstration of it. Yeah. Where you just get to see how they're real people. Mm-hmm. And they could die, you know, that way. Like, you get to see... Yeah. When he's choking out The chinks guy. in their armor. It's just, yeah. It's, just, oh, it's really, like, it's so... It's, it's tough so to watch. It's so blunt. It's yeah. just the whole thing. is just... Oh, and she great. And when she helps, and you're like, she moves the gun away or whatever he's reaching for. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. 
That's it's it's yeah, it's good. That's some good action right there. That's some good action. I I know like that's what you respond to really. Like it's fun to see an inf- like an end game where it's just you know superheroes being badasses or whatever. Yeah. But if you want a, a really good fight scene, John Wick does it well as well. Yeah. Like John Wick is a badass, but he'll take a hit and he'll go down for a bit and he'll be like, Whew. or like that yeah. one hurt. <laughs> yeah. Or like when he faces off Common in John Wick Two, and you know they're in the train and they're yeah. really struggling to try yeah. and like. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, Casino Royale, director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was his next movie? No idea. Green Lantern. Oh, <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> Fall poor, from grace. Poor guy. Well, Taika Waititi and Ryan Reynolds, they've made that joke now for their new movie where they're like, oh, we've never worked together. Yeah, no? yeah. yeah no, I'm pretty sure. Did you do Green Lantern? No. No, no. no. It's so weird to think Taika Waititi's in that movie. Cause I no, watched, as an actor. Yeah. You I forget watched, that he's an actor. I watched that movie and... No frame of reference to Taika Waititi. Now his name is everywhere. I know. You know? I forgot he was in Green Lantern. Me too. I, ha- I should go back and... Well, I don't want you to no, watch it. No, you don't it. want to do no. that. Forget it. I mean, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds met on that movie. And he always, like... Well, he... that's the... One good thing came out yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. But Making beautiful babies. And Mark Strong at Sinestro. That's another good thing. When you see him in the yellow suit at the end, you're like, there could be hope. Yeah. There is... Maybe. A- an inkling of a god. Yeah. Sinestro is another character. If we were talking before this about like DC villains, we'd like to see a movie. Uh, Lex Luthor done right. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Sinestro is another one. I think is a really interesting villain, who like, you know, he's 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 not just a straight up villain. He does bad things, but Mark Strong as well is actually a great cast. He's a great choice. pick. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And anyway, it, yes. oh, sorry. we should move on. Yeah, yeah, we really no, should. We should move on. We've gone deep down that hole. We have, yeah. This is the only box office. Much like, as always, <laughs> yeah. we've fucking gone in strong and spoken about nothing. <laughs> sorry, but not sorry. Yeah, sorry, but not sorry. Joker made a billion, eh? Joker made a billion. That yep. w- that To sum up those probably 30 minutes, <laughs> Joker made a billion. A lot of other movies bombed. Yeah. We're going to get on to reviews. Reviews. Well, we just watched Mandalorian episode three. Episode three. Um, oh my god! I still have a boner from it. Yeah, me too. I'm it, at least semi. I'm at least. I'm. I'm. I could be flaccid or erect, depending on how much I think about it. Either way, I need new underwear. Yeah, me yeah, too. Back and front. Uh, like, yeah. great episode. So good. So good. We talked about the premiere. Yeah. They showed all three of back the f- first three episodes of it. Yeah. And critics said it gets better and better. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a show in our hands. We this do. This is a fuck. That I love this episode. Yeah. It's amazing. Everything um, about it. And we don't have Disney Plus. No. So we're, we're watching this in the shittiest, grainiest quality. Yeah. Man, I want to see this in 4K. Have you ever seen... Do you know Tony Cantwell? No. He's he's an Irish comedian and he does kind of videos and he's put out one on The Mandalorian and he's like the Garda Commissioner and he's it's, he's playing a character. And Which would be like, like a police commissioner. Yes, a police commissioner. <laughs> uh, a, an officer of the law. Yeah. And uh, he's the Garda Commissioner and he's like... You know, I'm I'm interested in all you people saying you've seen The Mandalorian and it not being out in Ireland. You know, what are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not doing it justice. It sucks. We we don't get it until March. Which is terrible. Like, we don't get Disney Plus until March. Yeah. And I have to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah. You know, it's bad enough that it comes out on Friday and I have to wait a bit before I can see mm-hmm. it still, you know. It's just... Oh, it's hey, r- Disney are tightening up. Yeah. It, I found it difficult to... To watch these episodes, except for the first episode, mm-hmm. that's the only one. You should lo- use the link I sent you. It's worked every time for me. Oh, go go. There you go. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> uh, no, I what? Sorry. Uh, but yeah, Mandalorian. It's exactly like it gets better. Every single episode is better and better. And the criticism from the first episode, 
of like go I think go away by the third one they're like it's a guy in a helmet how are we going to relate to him yep. by episode 3 you're like oh I understand him now I totally understand him you were like yep. you were saying I, I don't know if you said this on air but you were like you interested in how he moves yeah I was saying there's no real definitive pattern like I don't recognize it and yeah. now I'm recognizing it yeah. like I'm I guess I'm just slowly falling in love with the character I'm like I'm so on his side now yeah. and I think it's about time Mm-hmm. We talked about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. My Baby, God. Oh, the cutest thing ever put to screen. I can't show this to my girlfriend. <laughs> She'll have baby eyes yeah. for like a month at I least. Know. She'll be like, we need we need babies. It's amazing. Like Plural. We're not, we don't want to get into too much spoilers because, you know, no. people haven't seen it. But this is the only thing I think we should spoil. Yeah, because it's in the zeitgeist, basically. Yeah. Everyone's, you've all heard about Baby Yoda, I'm sure. Since I've seen Star Wars tweet about it and put it on Instagram, I'm yeah. like, okay, cat's out of the bag. People know. Yeah. Yoda's out of the back. J- uh, Yoda's out of the pram. Yoda's out of the pram, out of his little hovering. Pram. I want one of those. Me too. Fucking handy, isn't it? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. Like, <laughs> I love his wonder. He could work out, and he'd just be there beside I, me. I love his wonder, where he's kind of like he's just floating in this pram, and he's kind of just like looking around and everything. Yeah. It's just kind of. It's really interesting. I'd kill family members to protect. Me too. <laughs> me too. It's scary. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. You understand why? Yeah someone could form an attachment to this mm-hmm. thing and do certain things. Yeah. You you get it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything about the music, I'm in love with the music. The music is so good. It's yeah. so, so good. Yeah. They're, on Spotify, you go on Spotify, they have the music broken down into episodes so you can listen to all the music from episode one, episode two, episode three. And you're, you're so, but at this point, all the motifs are familiar now. Totally. And I just love them. Yeah. I love them. I spark every time they come on now, yeah. you know? Even, even when it starts, like, you're you're listening and you're, like, waiting, waiting, waiting. And then the Mandalorian will come on screen and you'll just hear his theme. Yeah. And you're like, oh, there he is. It's great. It's so good. As I said to you on the last episode, mm-hmm. Ennio Marconi is my favorite composer of all time. Yeah. This is, like, an absolute emulation of all his work. It's perfect. It's all so his, good. All his westerns. It's, I love it so much. But, and there's even more electric guitar in the third yeah. episode, which is so him. Yeah. It's so... Oh, it's great. And it's translated... It's so cool how it translates so well to Star Wars and yeah. everything. But also, people have been watching westerns for years. Yeah. And Ennio Marconi has his stank all over, all yeah. of them. So it's funny when you just watch it, it instantly takes you back to the Western yeah. as well, which is the exact feel that we want for Star and Wars. I, actually, I quite like that the Mandalorian is more of a gunslinger type mm-hmm. character. Like, there are other Mandalorians in the show and they have a very different design in terms of like their blasters and their they have jetpacks and everything. Whereas him, I think with the cape and he just has, he has the big rifle on his back, yep. you know, like a gunslinger and he's the one gun that he just kind of shoots like Han Solo shoots or like that I think it's really good it's very cool and then to have the rope dart that he shoots out as well kind of like a whip or a lasso or something isn't it weird that you're like just you're superimposing emotions on the helmet yeah like, I just understand I understand now. it's so strange totally and he said again they've done a really good job making him say so little but say so much mm-hmm. as well and I I was afraid mm-hmm. that I, w- I wouldn't kind of get that attachment yeah. and understand what he's thinking and yeah. feeling and it yeah, works so well. I want to spoil one other element. There's a moment where someone tries to take his helmet off, and I'm I was like, oh my god, don't do that. I was like, it, it's how funny. dare you? It's, it's funny by in episode one, you're like, oh, I, I wonder if he, is he ever going to take it off? You know, mm-hmm. d- like 
I don't know if I'll be able to connect with him. And then by episode three, someone tries to take his helmet off, and you're like, oh my, oh my god! <laughs> oh, you ain't going like that. It's like one of the worst things I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. Yeah. I was like, oh my Jesus, the, no! The disrespect. I feel like I'm, I'm offended. I feel like I'm gonna be shot. I'm gonna go <gasps> if Pedro Pascal's face is ever shown in this. I'm just going. Oh I was ready god. on Twitter. I was so yeah, triggered. I was like triggered, <laughs> like that lady who was triggered by the first episode. Oh yeah, because there's yeah. no female character. Except there is female character. There is a female character, and she's. The most badass Mandalorian, basically. Well, that helmet is like a crown. It's so good, I love it. It's like a, it's like Nordic because she has the furs and everything. Yeah, and she seems like the voice of reason. Yeah, as well. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah. Or is it... I love. I have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken. I have. I have spoken. <laughs> the next time I'm in an argument, in an argument with my girlfriend, I'm just like, I have spoken. I have spoken and walk away. Yeah. And then as Nick Nolte. It is anal tonight. <laughs> I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> Why am I single? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no baby Yoda though. <laughs> no. Yeah, no risk of that. Yeah, everyone But I want a baby Yoda. I know. Everyone wants a baby. You'll yeah. be able to get one for Christmas. Yeah. There uh people have been going crazy that you can't buy one already. <sighs> it, I didn't read why you can't buy one, but I assume it's to stop spoilers. Yeah. John Favreau really wanted to keep that secret and I'm sh- he uh, like he was probably only able to hold off the Disney execs so much. I'm sure he... Oh, w- they were chomping at the I'm bit. I'm sure he would have preferred after all eight episodes come out, then we can t- do Baby Yoda. But I'd say the Disney execs were like, we need to get that out for Christmas, baby. Yeah, it's, it's so close to Christmas. We need to get them. Uh-huh. All <laughs> Disney execs are Elvis. <laughs> yeah. We got to get it out for Christmas, baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so you, you'll be able to buy Baby Yoda. It's such a cash cow, isn't it? Yeah. Star Wars. Just I the, know. The merchandise. But I love it. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it works. It works really well. And I always see things and go, I want I want that. I yeah. want to buy that. Me too. It's like a BB-8 where people, yeah. like when BB-8 first came out, you can get the remote control one. I was like, man, I'd really like a good I know. BB-8. I thought the same thing. Yeah. And when The Force Awakens came out, mm-hmm. I bought these cast iron um, figurines. Mm-hmm. Uh, or di- Sorry, die cast no. figurines. And I spent a bit of money on them. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I don't know. I don't I'm sorry. Know. I have a problem, right. but I needed them. Yeah, I needed them. I got the I got the Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and I got um, what what's the Captain Phasma? Phasma. Yeah, and then I got one of the old school uh, stormtroopers yeah. as well, and I was so happy with myself. I was so happy until I went home, and she's like, "What are you doing, you nerd?" I know. Yeah, I, stop I, bullying me. <laughs> I've bought a lot of things where I I always find when you're when I'm older, when I got older, and I started like making money. I, I just buy stuff that I wanted as a kid. Yeah. Like, I'll, I have no intention of using it, but I was like, I remember wanting that as a kid, so I'm going to buy it for I'm myself. Buy it, now. Yeah. It's like when Ed Sheeran got famous, first thing he did was go out and buy the Millennium Falcon Lego set. That's exactly what I'd do. Yeah, totally. If I started making money. But anyway, everyone check out The Mandalorian. It's great, this third episode. Yeah. First three episodes, now you can watch them all together. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the best way to enjoy it because you're like, if if you were tentative on the first episode, watch the second and the third one all together, all the way through. It's well worth your time. And the shorter format is working for me. Me too. At first, I was like, wait, first episode is less than 40 minutes long. Yeah. The second episode was taking the piss, though. Yeah. 30 minutes long? Yeah, I know. I was like, what the hell? I got the same thing you said, where mm. especially with the second episode, where I was like, oh, it's it's this is like half the episode. Yeah. It's it's not up. And then I, had to, I looked up like episode length and it came yeah. up, you know. But here's the thing. With that... Our complaints always about the Netflix Daredevil or uh, Marvel shows is that, oh man, 13 episodes, you didn't need it, you know? Yeah, especially when there's the odd episode that's like an hour and 10 minutes long. Yeah. 
like, and you're wow. like, why is this one so long? Like, especially when it's not the the best. Like the Daredevil, it works because it's such a goddamn good show. Mm-hmm. But then Jessica Jones, you're like, oh, this is great. And then when you're on the fifth episode, you're like, I'm only on, I'm only five episodes yeah. in. Yeah. There's another, what, seven episodes to go? It's, it's, yeah, it, it can really slog. So Sorry, I don't, eight episodes. It's 13 episodes. 13 episodes, yeah. So another eight episodes, which is over eight hours because there's always that sneaky fucking episode that's yeah. like an hour and 10, yeah. an hour and 15. I got the same with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked Luke Cage. Me I didn't too. love it, but I liked it. Yeah. But there was that, that was that slump where you're like, okay, this episode is so long. As soon as, Cottonmouth is that his name as soon as he died they had Mahershala Ali yeah two time Oscar winner yeah Mahershala Ali as soon as he died in the first season Luke Cage every episode after that dragged Mm -hmm. and that was approaching the season finale like it was meant to be building and everything wrapping up but everything after that was just it was like Jesus, I really, I really miss Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth's not dead, guys. Is he? Is he dead? Is you know, that's dead? what I'm thinking. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, surely he can't be dead. He can't be dead. He looked quite dead, but he, he, can't, pretty he can't dead. be dead. Yes, I, I need him to stand in front of that Biggie poster again. Playing in front Play- of it was so cool. Yeah. Just a villain that's playing, playing jazz, piano. electric piano. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I, and then his his background reveal. I was like, I was really into the character where he was like, I could have been something, and now you, I was forced in this life because of you. Yeah. You know. But anyway. But now he's going to be reincarnated. As Blade. As Blade. Blade. So I'm okay with that. The Daywalker. Daywalker. It's cool. I'm okay with that then. Me too. I'm okay with it too. Yeah. Um, Will we move on to trailers? We should move on to trailers, yes. Um, so we watched a new Cats trailer. Hey, Cats. Um, can any Is anyone else looking forward to Cats as much as we are? No. No? No. Didn't think so. So Sonic... Yes. Made a really bad trailer. It did. People barfed when they seen Sonic. Yeah. And now they've tricked everyone. And now they tricked everyone and changed it. Yeah. Same thing happened with cats, except they doubled down. Mm-hmm. They doubled down. Oh, we getting cat people. We getting cat people, baby. Yeah. And I'm strangely attracted still to the cat people. Well, Taylor Swift. Yeah. But even the main girl, the main cat, I'm mm. still fine. For some reason, I still find them attractive. She's got more of a furry face than Taylor Swift's That's character. True. That's why I didn't really. They probably make. They probably want you to know that that's yeah. Taylor Swift and Judy Dench. Just they just postponed her waxing. Yeah, basically, and put her in a fur, in a fur coat. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. E. McKellen just like E. looks like E. McKellen, yeah. just a bit disheveled. Yeah, and then James Corden. They were like, "We're casting you as the funny fat cat, but we're gonna put you in an even fatter fat suit." Basically, like James Corden is wearing a fat suit. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. Or is he? Is that just CGI? I don't know. I don't know. James Corden doesn't look that... I, people cast him as like the funny fat guy. You see him on the late... Or is it the late, late show? Is that the one he does? Something like that, He yeah. doesn't look that fat. No, not at all. He looks he like... He used a, to be, though. He, he used, used to, be. to be. Totally. You look at Gavin and Stacey and stuff, and yeah, he's, he's a much bigger guy. Mm-hmm. But even now, he like he doesn't look that bad. No, not at all. Um, So it's kind of funny that you're watching the trailer, and it's like... That could be money as well. Yeah, like that's He's true. so successful now. Yeah, maybe he just looks rich. <laughs> that, that could I be just, it. I just associate him as not... You know what? Yeah. He probably doesn't look that bad. Yeah, all those dollars have taken the edges yeah. off. What a career tra- trajectory for him. I know. From Gavin and Stacey to, to like this huge talk show host in America. Yeah. Huge. And he's good. He is. He's really good. He is good. I've seen him in interviews talking about how like if he, if he doesn't feel like he did... So, he likes to think that he does something that no other sh- uh, host can do. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants. Yeah. So if he doesn't feel like he, he's made an episode mm-hmm. that feels like that, then he hasn't done his job right. Yeah. Which I really like. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um... I quite like James Corden. Yeah, I don't. I don't particularly like his show. But no, I don't really watch it either. Yeah, and it's it, 
it, it's because it's made for American audiences. Yeah, well, all those late night shows, there's just this weird Don't like template. And yeah. Jimmy Fallon just fuck. Stop laughing. Yeah. Stop laughing. I, I can't. Not wa- that funny. I can't watch any Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Kimmel, I don't mind. Uh, Conan O'Brien, I actually quite like. I like Conan O'Brien. I think he's good at getting a story while still mm-hmm. being entertaining to an American audience. You yeah, know. Yeah, I know. He's better when he has the whole couch setup. Yeah. Do you, know? you think? I actually quite like his new setup. Yeah. No, that's what. I, sorry, that's what I meant. Oh, Where the they're kind of like boat and cou- on couches. Oh, he doesn't yeah. have his desk in front of totally. him. Totally. And he's more dressed down. Yeah. I think that's working really I like well. That. And uh, feels more like an interview than yeah. just selling a product. And he doesn't try and do like the segments with the guests where they play a game. Mm-hmm. Like he'll have the conversation and then he'll do his famous segments where he goes out and explores somewhere. Yeah. Like that's, I always enjoy those. Mm-hmm. I think they're good. So, but uh, yeah, back to cats. Oh, Jesus, I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, it's a travesty. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I hate Jason Derulo. Everything he does in this trailer. I hate Idris me. Elba and I love yeah. Idris Elba I but I hate him as a cat man. You know what? I, I quite like to watch it and if Idris Elba is just having so much fun I think I He looks get so campy it. in it and I just never I can't see him as that campy character. Yeah. It's so it's so weird. We should, we, we should He's got fo- the duster on and his hat and all. We should force someone someone has to sit down and watch every episode of Luther and, yes. then, go, and then go see Cats. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And Robert Pattinson is not in it. Because when we first covered this trailer, yeah. we're like, Robert Pattinson was Catman before he was Batman. <laughs> He's not actually in it. It's just a dude that looks like Robert Pattinson. Uh, and wow. I just don't care who that guy is because I don't care about this movie at all. My extent of the no- knowledge of cats comes from Team America World Police. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because yeah. one of the characters was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I know <laughs> about anything. I don't like actors because... <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um. Oh. And like cats, the way it doesn't work is because they're they're cat people. Like cat it's people. so simple. It's I, so simple. It looks like a man yeah. and a female cat yeah. went into a back room, Ugh. and then Idris Elba walked out as Catman. Walked out as Catman. You're like, that Ugh. shouldn't happen, folks. Yeah, this looks wrong. This is wrong. I mean, it works. I imagine it works as a Broadway show. You know. Oh yeah, of course. But that's it, it's people kind of dressed up as cats, but not. They don't look like actual cats. Yeah. I. I I wonder if the men are wearing pants. I don't know. I'd love to see the you know behind I mean? the scenes. Like, is there, is there, because clearly there's not, there's no genitalia swinging about the places. No. So like. Everything looks a bit high and tight. Mm-hmm. So are the males always wearing pants? I, I, I didn't focus enough no. on that. Oh no, but, but we'll Next have time to. I will. Yes. Focus very, very intently on that. On their, um, their bits. Yeah. We should, uh. Yeah, I'd love to see the behind the scenes, what it, what they look like on set. Yeah. Because it's either like all green screen or incredibly terrifying. Oh, some of the sets could be great mm. because, of course, they're cats, so everything has to be yeah. made a little bit bigger. Yeah, it might be. That'd be fun. It might win best makeup. It might, but I don't think it's makeup. Yeah, me It neither. seems like it's all CGI. Well, the majority of it, except it for Judy like Dench. It. She just waltz in there Again, with a jacket on, jacket fur on. coat on. Yeah. Um. I, I texted you this the other day. Um, I actually loved it, Judy Dench, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> she's great. She's she like, is great. But uh, she's a, she does look like she's not even wearing makeup. Yeah. It's just something weird about her. Yeah. Same she, with Ian McKellen. She's uh, she's such a classic actress. Same with Ian McKellen. Yeah. They're like royalty. Whore is M. Yeah. In all the James Bond movies. like the, She's like the only character that crossed over mm-hmm. from the Pierce Brosnan yeah. into the uh, Daniel, Craig Daniel Craig franchise. And the, it's, it's brilliant. For all the right reasons. And she's... 
as we talked about this before, mm-hmm. she's such a strong female character. Yeah. Through all of those movies, yeah. and I know they've been talking about, oh, we need a female James Bond. Mm-hmm. She is fucking more intense than James Bond himself. She puts him in check she's, every time. She's art. She's terrifying. Sit down, James. Yeah. Fuck. Sit. I sit, sit down, James. He, he like tries flirting with her, and she's like, "What are you doing? What, what the fuck are you doing? What the doing? fuck are you doing?" Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, and even when he breaks into her house in Skyfall, he's like, "When's yeah. your husband getting home?" She's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Yeah, you know? know, it's 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 really good. Yeah. They, they have a great dynamic. There. And who cares about her husband? I'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah, you know, I'll James? beat the shit out. Of you. What, what does it matter when my husband's getting <laughs> yeah. home? I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, just I I texted you this the other day, uh, relating cats to Sonic, where Sonic had the worst trailer. I uh, do you think people now have an onus to Sonic? Do you think they know they realize? Do you think people realize now that because they got Sonic changed, they yeah. now have an onus to see the movie? Like, I had a hand in creating this. Yeah, so now, after kicking up such a fuss, it's kind of on me to go and see to this movie. See Do you think people feel that way? I feel like people are going to go, oh, I did that. I had a creative hand in that. But uh, I, Forget might about see. It. I might not see it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, pay, I'll pirate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's what I think is going to happen. Crazy. But I do. it is interesting, though. Yeah. Like, fan and inter- uh, participation. Mm-hmm. It, it is kind of a good feeling though if if because I guess if we made a podcast giving out about it as well yeah we made this happen we made this happen I'm patting myself on the back yeah and maybe you know what I'll see Sonic now I, I think I'll see it mm-hmm. but it's more for Jim Carrey more than anything else yeah I uh more Carrey more Carrey I watched there's this YouTube channel I watch called Funhouse and they're they they spoke about this and they made a lot of good points and one of the guys at it he was like talking about what he would do as a Sonic movie yeah and I was like that sounds a million times better really than than what we would do he would just say like set it all in Sonic's world have it all be animated there's no need for the live action totally Jim Carrey can still voice Dr. Eggman oh he Uh, do such a great job and instead of like like Sonic could still be a recluse who's just using his powers to like read comics and do whatever Mm -hmm. like living it and then you have Miles, whose tails comes up and tries to force Sonic into, into like coming down and helping people and doing good things, and doing good yeah, things, yeah. and that oh, yeah, that's still like this. You got the same story structure; it's the same thing, but it's, it's just far more enjoyable. Like what's James Marsden doing in this movie? I know, I know, except for looking good as he always does. as he always does. But here also, Cats and Sonic have one big thing as well. Um, in what am I saying? I don't know. You've oh yeah, sorry. They both, <laughs> like the first Sonic was like an amalgamation of a person and some weird blue hedgehog. Yeah, and it just didn't work. And no. that's why cats doesn't work as well. Like, why make it? Why humanize this creature? Mm-hmm. It just it doesn't feel right. No, it really doesn't feel right. Very strange. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. In common with each other. That's what yeah. I meant to say. But then I, I I was like, what was my point going to be again? <laughs> I was like, I lost it. Cats and Sonic have this cats strong connection. Yeah, but don't make a, a thing look like a man and a beast fucking procreated. You know what I mean? Did the diddly. Like, bestiality. Yeah. You hear that? We're officially against bestiality. Officially are we, on this show. Are we? Uh, I don't know. We, I quite we're like, almost I, I quite, officially. I quite like that episode of Rick and Morty where they go into Beth's dreamland and the kid who was abandoned there has fucked all the creatures <laughs> yeah. and been eating them and they've all like... Oh, fucked up limbs and everything <laughs> that's a fucking disgusting episode I love it it's so, a great episode though yeah, it is It is. Yeah. and that, I'm still against it yeah me after too after your point yes we're against it Um, is there any other trailer that's worth talking about you know we got so many, so much news we do we do have a lot of news we'll move on we'll move on Um, eventually we'll talk about the two trailers we have written down yeah they've been on our list for the last two weeks <laughs> but uh, yeah so 
do, are we going to get into this Elizabeth Banks, Charlie's Angels thing? Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, she, even before the movie came out. It's bad. I haven't read these specifically. You were the one who read them. Yeah, so. yeah. So she was pretty much, she was gender shaming men and saying that if the movie fails, mm-hmm. it's because of the stereotype that men do not want to see women yeah. in action movies. Yeah. Which, you know what? Maybe say it after your movie bombs, but like kind of guilting an audience to yeah. see your movie before it comes out, it's just a wrong move. What? But, like, there's certain points I'm sure that she's making that ring true. Yeah. But at the same time, if you watch the trailer, this movie does not look like it's, no. it's made for men. No, it doesn't. Uh, we yeah, we were watching the trailer and it's like, or at least the average guy. Like, I just don't think it's gonna be like, oh, I'll go see that. It it looks like it's marketed to women. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I said to you, it looks like Spice World. Yeah, like they've you know? e- they've even cast the guy, the guy who's the hot geeky scientist, Noah Centino. Is that him? Sure. Uh, Noah, I don't know. I need to. Look <laughs> I don't up. know either. I don't. Know. I, I need to look up. But he's like the heartthrob at the moment. So yeah. like even casting him in the movie, and then Bosley is now a female. So Bos- it's been gender swapped. It's been a gender swap to Elizabeth Banks. So it was famously Bill Murray. In, in the old ones uh, now the old movies are like soft porn though I basically. do understand that oh yeah I get it they while were, Elizabeth Banks might be looking at them going what the fuck like, yeah. they were highly sexualized totally but also very popular so yeah, yeah they made money which is you know problematic I suppose, <laughs> yeah, I, suppose. Um, I, I still see them in the, the leather pants yeah Cameron Diaz Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore you know, Drew Barrymore could stay at the back of the bus I don't know how she made that me neither that cut uh, yeah she's a weird Word choice. I'm trying to figure out this young hot guy's Noah Centino. Centineo. He's like he's the new heartthrob at the moment. He was in that movie about the Asian girl to all the boys I've loved before. Right. He was okay. like the main one. Um. Yeah. He's just he's the heartthrob guy at the moment. Okay. So even casting him in this movie is kind of like yeah. You know, it's it. it and then it, they talk about like the wardrobe in it. They're really excited about that. They're talking a lot about clothes. Yeah. Uh, it's just not, it does not look like it's a, a movie built for men. No. And we were talking about this as well. Like Hustlers, people would be like, oh, you go see Hustlers because it's about a load of strippers and they're just looking sexy all the time. Hustlers isn't a man's movie, I don't think. No. And honestly, I this is the thing. Like men don't really do that. They just don't. They don't like, like the magic mic for men. Mm. There just isn't one. No. Like, if you said to me, do you want to go, like, put it this way, right? So mm-hmm. if you had, like, Magic Mike, of course, loads of ways. It's actually a good movie, Steven mm-hmm. Soderbergh. Yeah. I actually like the movie. Yeah. I even like the sequel. Even the really? sequel, the sequel's not as good. I've heard the sequel isn't very good. Yeah, the, the sequel's just more abs and dimples. Yeah. But Joe Manganiello, that's what you bring Joe Manganiello in for. Danny Glover's in it. Yeah. 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 Or sorry, Donald Glover. Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Glover, like, yeah? put your shirt what? back on. <laughs> Donald you Glover. are too old for this shit. I, I think I've watched the clip with Donald Glover. Doesn't he, like, sing? And he's really good in it. Yeah. And he actually sort of has abs. This is before he ate all those burgers oh okay like, fuck it that guy's so talented he can do whatever fuck it's he wants. true he can do whatever fuck yeah wants. but um anyway yeah magic mike like women went to see that for mm. the good looking channing tatum mm-hmm. Matthew mcconaughey looked well in that as well 50 shades that's another one 50 shades exactly yeah men don't really see those type of movies no. like they'll go see expendables mm-hmm. before they'll just see hot chicks dancing around they just really will yeah that's true you know I suppose we could probably get in trouble for just blanket. Men like this. Men like... I know. There's obviously nuance to everything, of but course. we're just using... 
I suppose we're just using the parlance of Elizabeth Banks, who's saying in a broad statement, yep. men don't want to see this movie. We're just doing the same thing, yeah. basically. Not even saying that men don't want to see it, but that if this film fails, it's, it's men's fault. Yeah. Now, the movie came out and made barely over $8 million in America. With a 48 million budget, did you 48 say? 48 million budget. But this is now the weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. The, the most important time. Yeah. For for making money. Like it it's the best indication of how well the movie's gonna do. Absolutely. It made eight million in America. Pathetic. So that shows not only did men not want to see it, mm-hmm. but it didn't even speak to women either. Yeah. And funny enough, we were watching the trailer and we like Elizabeth Banks, always have. Uh, I think she's great. She's great. And uh we saw the trailer and you know, a compliment to her. We were like forty eight million, that 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 does not look like a forty eight million dollar. They stretched that budget. They stretched that budget, which again is a mark of a good director, you know, yeah. coming in under time and under budget, which I'm sure Elizabeth Banks does. And also I think Elizabeth Banks is one of many, of course, talented mm-hmm. actresses that break the whole stereotype of women can't be funny. Yeah. I always find her funny yeah. in everything. Everything she's in. She's yeah. hilarious. Like she's gorgeous, she's hilarious. Yeah. And she's a really good actress, mm-hmm. especially her as Effie. In Hunger Games. In Hunger Games, She's yeah. really good, especially in the last two where you really kind of see her. Yeah. Where she, like, she's a bit more of a dramatic kind yeah. of storyline. She story gets kind of stretcher, stretch performance. Yeah, definitely. And then you find out she directed Pitch Perfect 3, which is yeah. supposed to be a decent movie. I haven't seen I, it. I've heard that's like the best one. Everyone, really? everyone cites it as the best Pitch Perfect. It so. made a good bit of money as well. And she's in all three of them. She produced yeah. them. And she's in them yeah. as the commentator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I've actually seen none of them, but I've I. heard that they're good movies. I've only heard good things about it, and yeah. I've never seen them. And I've always thought, oh, I don't know if I'd, I'd be into that. Yeah. It just looks like it's more for for girls, really, yeah. even like teenage girls. But mm-hmm. I've actually heard loads of guys saying it's hilarious. Yeah. It's actually really good. Yeah, it was like when I watched Bridesmaids for the first time. Bridesmaids is fucking good. It's a hilarious movie, and I love like it's so funny. But it, it was almost polarizing when people were like, "Oh, it's Hangover for women." And yeah, I, and I was I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, maybe I won't watch it. The marketing definitely gave gave me that impression. Yeah, yeah. where I was like, oh, this is they're just trying to cash in on that whole te- this kind of template to use for the Hangover. Yeah. Here's a bunch of women going crazy. Yeah, Paul Feig directed mm-hmm. it. It's a great movie. It is a great. It's movie. really good. And Paul Feig is directing. It could be iffy at times. Yeah, he did Ghostbusters. He did Ghostbusters. Also, Melissa McCartney is so good in she's Bridesmaids. Hilarious. Yeah, but it, that's where now she just it seems like she's almost typecast as the funny large girl. It's the same shtick, you know. And it's just he also did this. So he did Spy. Yeah, that's a great movie. That is a good movie. And I'm, again, Melissa McCartney is the kind of jolly big girl that's yeah. put you know fish out of water, but, but it, it really works. It works well, it? and they have good like. It's about Melissa McCarthy, but there's good male roles in that as well. Jason Statham. Jason Statham is it's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. In that. Jude Law as well. Jude Law's great. Yeah. It's like sometimes I don't know. Like in the Even Charlie Rose Byrne is good in that as well. Yeah. 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 She is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, sometimes in like movies like Charlie's Angels and everything, like it looks like it's directly marketed to women in the trailer. We watched yeah. the trailer. It look. It seems like it's marketed towards women. It's an action movie mm-hmm. and a movie for them. Like you could bring your little girl to see it. You it know? seems like that anyway, and uh, and it's just I I just wouldn't see it. So I think it's no. a bit harsh to say, like, make a movie to interest everyone. Yeah, totally. Like, if you're going to direct it at women, don't be angry at men for not going to see it. I know, and there may be Elizabeth Banks mm-hmm. made a movie mm-hmm. for men and women, but the trailer and the marketing team don't doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that way. Yeah. So like maybe, but oh yeah, she also made a statement. We should say mm-hmm. about Wonder Woman, and obviously, I assume it was the the reporter or the interviewer said, yeah. "Well, what about 
Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman. Yeah. and Captain Marvel. And she said, well, the superhero genre is a male genre, mm-hmm. which is just, a, it's, that's another broad statement to make. Yeah. And that Wonder Woman and Captain America only did well because they're, they're like episodes and they're building to a much bigger male-driven product, mm. which seems really weird because I said to you mm-hmm. that Wonder Woman is setting up Justice League, yeah. sure, but Wonder Woman did better than Justice League. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. And Justice League has Superman and Batman, the two big males that... The b- two big driving forces, the biggest driving forces of the DC Comics, Yeah, I would say. So the two biggest characters, and Wonder Woman was in it as well. And she was in it as well, yeah. but the whole thing is like... You could say that the movie could be driven by them, mm-hmm. but yet Wonder Woman, when she was on her own, made more money. You Weird. know what I mean? Yeah. And Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel made more money than Thor Ragnarok. It's a billion dollar movie. It made more than than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And it, that doesn't speak to the quality of the movie. No, it's no. actually not a great movie. It's not a great movie. But um, it's a female-led movie yeah. that made a ton of money. And I assume it's because little girls were like, oh, this is great. I get totally. to see my... I get to see me as a superhero. There's nothing cooler, like... You know, you had these moments as a kid where you dressed up as Luke Skywalker or whatever. Yeah. You know, you see, I was, I've been looking at the Galaxy's Edge stuff because I really want to go there. It looks great. It looks so you cool. You showed me some of it. Yeah, and like they're building lightsabers and everything in the walking round. But like a little girl dressed as Rey, you know, it's just cool to it's see. It's so cool. And then like... It melts it, my heart. It's the same it really thing. It, it's, it's nice that we have these like roles now, yeah. you know? Definitely. Yeah. And also... Force Awakens, Rey is driving that movie mm. 100%. She's awesome. Luke is is off in the background. Yeah. He don't even he's not in the, he's not in the movie. Yeah. And that movie made 2 billion. Mm-hmm. Now you could say it's Star Wars, Star Wars. and it is the first established movie. property. Fuck, I'm actually <laughs> countering my own point. Well, I, no. But Rey is like a great character. Totally in The Force Awakens. In The Force Awakens, yeah. Last Jedi. Mm, let's not <laughs> yeah. let's not talk let's about Let's not talk about it. Um, but I mean, it doesn't even work where she's like, those are established franchises. Charlie's Angels is an established franchise as well. 100%. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, she's, I don't know, she's kind of mixing up her, I don't know. Yeah. Either way, it's a bad thing to say when you're trying to promote your movie. It hasn't come across well. It certainly hasn't been no. received well no. by audiences, it seems. And I'd imagine if you're at the studio making Charlie's Angels, you're mm-hmm. like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, but I looked up what it is. It's for on Rotten Tomatoes. It's fifty-four uh, percent critical review, but seventy-nine percent audience score. Right. So. So that's that's kind of standard for yeah. a movie like this. And probably seventy-nine people went to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. From the sounds of it. From the sounds of it. Yeah. It it, it must be everyone who saw it reviewed it. <laughs> yeah, that's why. It. That's, that's literally it. all the people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we like you, Elizabeth Banks. I, please stop hating us for <laughs> yeah. what we were born as. I'm sorry, I didn't go to I'm see sorry, I'm sorry, your movie's not doing well. But I'm not going to see. It. I'm not going to go see it. Um, we were talking about this earlier because you just watched. Uh, you don't know I've written this down either. You just watched uh, the new Jumanji, and you were like, Jack Black's amazing in that. So good. He wants to either be the kingpin in the Marvel movies, <laughs> yeah, or the thing. Or the th- <laughs> now, Jack Black is the thing. Vincent D'Onofrio should always be Kingpin. No one should take that He's away so from good. him. He's too good. Jack Black is the thing. I don't find egregious. I think no, but I just I never thought. I think he could be better utilized as a different character. I think he'd be good as uh, I know Pat Oswalt wants to play him, but Modoc. Right, you know the big-headed guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Oswald really wants to be Modoc, and he would be great as he him would, too. He would be great, but Jack and Black they would could. probably play it in the same vein. To yeah, a, to a, like the comedic 
totally. kind of side of things. But Jack Black is a bit more turned up than Payne yeah. Oswald. Yeah. He's but a I'd, bit more subdued, like, with his... Yeah. I would like Jack Black in the Marvel Universe. I don't know exactly as who. He could yeah. be interesting. He might Maybe make... Maybe he doesn't even have to be a superhero no. either. Like, he could just be the guy in the chair. He could be He'd like... make a great guy in the chair. Yeah, he could be like Chris O'Dowd in Thor The Dark World, where yes. he's just on a date with... One of the best things about that movie. It is. It's a great scene. love him in, those yeah, movies, in that movie. I, I'm actually disappointed because Chris O'Dowd can't be a superhero now because he was in that. You know, it's a bit... Yeah. Eh, whatever. Um... But yeah, I it'd be interesting. Anyway, Jack, I like Jack Black. I love Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black's that guy who just play himself in every movie. Like School of Rock, just seems like he one hundred percent was like, guys, I'm just not gonna act. Yeah, and they're like, okay. Before before last week's episode, we spent so long talking about School of Rock. It's excellent. Yeah. Him in Tropic Thunder. Hilarious. It's that coke fiend. Yeah. Oh my God. He's walking around like this all the time. He's like <laughs> he's licking his lips. So good. Yeah. He's my favorite thing about Jumanji. Yeah. In the first one anyway. Mm-hmm. It looks like Kevin Hart in the sequel though. As Danny as Glover. As Danny Glover. To oh, a T. Yeah. He has it down. Whereas The Rock is kind of struggling. Well The Rock's doing a funny voice. Yeah. He's not doing Danny DeVito. <laughs> he's he's doing, doing a funny Danny voice. DeVito. Whereas Kevin Hart has Danny Glover down. Sadly... Yeah. Jumanji, the next level, isn't mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. It kind of shows The Rock's acting limitations. Yeah, totally. But fuck it. I, I don't go to see a movie with The Rock in it for his acting as such. No. Like, he's just he's just charisma. You know what? It he's looks, charisma and muscles. It's funny. The the new Jumanji movie is actually not bad. It's a pretty good movie. Like It's way better than it should be. It's way better than it should be. And the sequel has done something kind of fun. And it's like, normally I would think, oh, you know, they've cast like... Like for the older actors, normally I'm like, uh, maybe they get someone who's not as fun as mm-hmm. Danny DeVito and Danny Glover. Yeah. And I think those are two fun choices for them Very to fun. do. So I, I actually Kinda quite like, like Daddy's Daddy's Home too. Daddy's Home too. I yeah. never seen it. Neither have I. But when I seen John Litgow and Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson, I was like, fuck yeah, that's a that's a good choice. That's a really good choice. Yeah. Not a safe choice at all. No, very but a good. <laughs> no choice. safe. No, no movie safe with Mel Gibson no. on set. Anyway. Funny enough, we were talking about this before. I just watched Lethal Weapon 4 again. Danny Glover, Mel Gibson. Yeah. Fucking great movies. All, great. I really need to watch the other three. Shane Black. I know. Shane Black. Some guy. Yeah, he is some guy. Shane Black also wrote Monster Squad as well, which is meant to be a really good movie. That. Yeah, me too. But here, we're, we're going a bit over time. Fuck it. We should talk about Joker. We should. It nearly had a sequel. Nearly had a sequel. So close. Nearly had a sequel. And then instead of asking random people, someone asked Todd Phillips, you know, the guy who directed the <laughs> he movie. Was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. Talks are in the very, very preliminary stages. Yeah. But here's the thing. The initial report was from THR, the Hollywood reporter, yeah. who do not publicize rumors. Like no. they are ironclad. They're really good. Yeah. So that's why everyone took it at face value. Mm-hmm. It was like, Joker 2, it's yeah. official, it's happening. And also in the report, I don't know, where the fuck did this come from? Because it sounds like there was a lot of fiction in it. Mm -hmm. So they said that Todd Phillips stormed the DC headquarters and was like, I want your back catalogue of villains. I want to do it to tons of different villains. I want to give them their own origin movie with my new, you know, my black, uh, DC black label. And they were like, no. And supposedly this was the the original story was that he left the building with one other character, the Mm -hmm. rights to one other character. Mm Mm-hmm. None of that happened. None of that happened. Yeah. And Todd Phillips was like, no, no, no. He also, did you see his interview where he was like, he was saying that that's not me at all. You were telling, you were telling me about it. I would never do that. Yeah. That's what he was saying. And he also said that he'd been working with Warner Brothers for something like 14 to 15 years and mm-hmm. has his own production house with Bradley Cooper. 
based in Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah. So he's like, I would never do that. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. So the, he does say that originally when he pitched Joker, he also said, I would love to do this to other characters. Mm. And we do like your the DC Black Label and DC were like, no. You, you, okay, we can talk about Joker, but we're not giving you the rights to all these other characters. And he was like, I understand that. That's fair enough. Yeah. It's cool that he's so forward about these things. Mm-hmm. And it's I, refreshing. It is refreshing. And it's nice that some of these comic book movies kind of shine a light on really good directors. Like, I knew Todd Phillips' name. I didn't know what he was like. And now, yeah. after Joker, I've kind of seen him in interviews and heard him talking. And I actually know that he seems like a really cool guy. And isn't it bad that usually when you hear a director like Todd Phillips, you go straight to, like, The Hangover 2 and 3. Yeah, exactly. Because you just think of the failures. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they were they were terrible. He's yeah. not that good. You mm-hmm. don't think of The Hangover 1. Amazing. A massive hit. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, if they didn't make The Hangover 2 and 3, mm-hmm. I think it would be lauded as an absolute classic yeah. comedy. Yeah, great. One of the great. It is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Yeah, it just it watered it down, so yeah. then it just it takes away from it. Totally. But Which uh, hopefully Joker 2 doesn't do. Yeah, if it ever happens. But we don't think of like uh, The Hangover mm-hmm. and what was Due the... Date. Due Date is mm-hmm. great. And what was the... War the Dogs. One? War Dogs. That's yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. No, one no one's seen War Dogs. I know, and it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. Bradley Cooper is terrifying in that yeah. movie. Really, really scary. And he's a producer on it because yeah. they were out... They're obviously like, the, good the friends. The production house yeah. that he's talking about. But it's it's so... Like, I always love when a, a big movie comes out. Yes, it's a big budget or whatever. And it's a superhero movie or stuff like that. It's going to do yeah. well. But if it shines a light on a really cool creator that I end up really liking. I know. Like when John Krasinski, like I already liked him from The Office. and But when he did Get Out, or not Get Out. Um, what's the movie? It's not Get Out. It's not Get Out. It's, it's Jordan Peele's Get quiet Out. Place. Quiet Place. That's it. Why did I think it was Get Out? I was just thinking silence in my head. Yeah. It was like, it was oh, something, to quiet, something to do with Quiet. Something to do with Quiet. Place. A Quiet Place, yeah. yeah. Um, like now like I follow him career and I like him as Big a person time. and everything should the Russo brothers Russo brothers exactly the Russo like to think that they were doing episodes totally. of Arrested Development yeah and then they got their hands on Captain America Winter Soldier yeah turns out to be one of my all time favourite comic book movies yeah ever me too still is it's it's really fun like these these big budget movies can like shine a light on uh, cool directors and cool people yeah. who like I, I actually get interested in what they do and their process and everything mm-hmm. like hearing about how the Russo brothers when they break down all the characters and what they wanted from them I'm like oh that's really cool I like yeah. hearing about their process their pitch was supposed to be amazing yeah for uh, Winter Soldier yeah. but here Todd Phillips actually spoke about how The Hangover mm-hmm. was such a big hit and he was like when The Hangover was such a big hit I didn't storm DC yeah. saying right I'm your comedy guy yeah and yeah like uh, which I I, th- I thought was a great point because of course then he didn't do it for Joker either. Yeah. I made a billion. <laughs> I want I want Lex Luthor, you know. Yeah, he seems like a guy who's like, oh, my film did really well. That's really cool. I'm really glad because I put a lot of work into that. Yeah. You know, he seems he seems like really chill about it. I doubt he goes around like bragging about his films. Hopefully not. Anyway, like in in that, I don't know. I don't know how you you infer so much when you see stuff but like seeing him in the breakdown scene where he's talking about For it variety he's super like laid back and chill and just breaking it down he's like yeah yeah did this, this and this. he seems quite modest yeah like totally. he's not he's quite humble in it he's not yeah. like he's going well and he and he credits other people as he well does. that's always great yeah when you see he's like yeah no we had a stunt man but he just couldn't get Joaquin's run so I you know Joaquin came in and he said this and this this the bromance between him and Joaquin Phoenix yeah, is fantastic is. I love it yeah I love it but here's the thing we we will get I'd say a Joker sequel 
Yeah, probably. He 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 says in the interview that he's been doing a tour, mm-hmm. of course, like a junket, like promoting the movie. And him and Walking Phoenix have been talking about it. And mm-hmm. he said there has been executives that have been on the tour with them. Mm-hmm. And they'd be having dinner and the executives are like, so... Like, When's the sequel? What, what's the ideas you have? Yeah. So, of course. They want one. Of course. They, Warner Brothers want one. Give it to me. Give, it give to me, me the money. Give me the money. Give me that money. Give me the money. We have a success. Let's, I can smell the money. Let's steer right into it. Todd Phillips comes in the room. Yeah. Oh, I can smell that. Yeah, it's like Thelma and Louise. Smell come the on, come dough. On. Come on, let's go over the cliff together. I can smell the dough in the oven. Mm. Um, I, I'd like to read the text chain Stop fucking sniffing me <laughs> I'd like to read the text chain between Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips about Joker 2 yeah I feel like there's a lot of cool ideas being thrown around Todd Phillips said second week of production on Joker is when he, him and Joaquin Phoenix start talking about sequels oh wow so that's cool that's very cool second week in that's cool and, and that, did and that... you read what Joaquin Phoenix did no about sequels no what did he do he got like the cinematographer mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong it was one crew member yeah maybe it was just a photographer but he got him to make up mock posters for Joker 2 very cool very cool I like that so he's all in it's cool that it's nice that a movie that people are so passionate about is doing well I suppose it'd be nice if it was an independent property you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, like uh, isn't it weird that Joker feels like that it does it feels quite independent it's it's a big studio movie yeah it actually is a big studio it's Warner Brothers yeah but it doesn't feel like that it's which weird which is nice yeah it is It is nice and I, I feel like Warner Brothers know this as yeah. well they're like let's keep it feeling like that totally because it's just there's better more positive vibes yeah where Aquaman it, you can just you can feel the money the, yeah and you can yeah. feel the executive's hands going well you know we can sell it better yeah. if Jason Momoa just pumps a bit more iron <laughs> you know the way like, did you see um, I can't I can fucking Patrick Wilson is like <laughs> I'm not done with Ocean Master yeah. <laughs> his suit at the end was so cool that's so cool I loved how it looked the, the helmet purple. the purple I loved it, it it was so good like Aquaman's suit is cool I will admit I like the gold but I do prefer harkening back to like yeah. the actual old comic I, book I do prefer the comic book Aquaman like the blonde haired one but that's just because I prefer the comics and I, yeah. I like reading them but I thought uh, he was Patrick Wilson was such a good fit for Ocean Master and his suit was just so cool so cool it, it's you know what it's because James Wan has is like he's just he wasn't afraid to be out there with it and that, that was the best part about Aquaman yeah um, is there any more news we can quickly rattle off just so we get through some stuff? Yeah, sure. Noah Hawley, mm-hmm. the guy who created the Fargo TV series. And Legion. And Legion, and also wrote and directed many episodes. He has been tapped to direct Star Trek four. Excellent. With Chris Pine and yep. Zachary Quinto coming back, and not Chris Hemsworth. Because no. remember the whole thing of Chris Hemsworth's going to come back I and do. they're going to do some time travel? Yeah. Because he was Chris Pine's father. Yeah. He um, lo- Chris Hemsworth loves that role. It's a great role. It is. It's it, like five minutes. Yeah. That opening it's is amazing. so good. Yeah. The music. I've, I've composed by Michael Gacchino. Oh. Who's doing the Batman. Doing Batman. Excellent. Oh, speaking of the Batman. Oh, yeah. John Turturro has been cast as Carmine Falcone. People who might not know his name because it's not the biggest name, but you know this guy. You'd know him. You know him. See, he's in Transformers. He's the agent. Don't remember his name. Uh, crazy guy crazy guy he's uh, he's Jesus in uh, Big, the Big Lebowski. Lebowski he's in Oh Brother Where Art Thou yes he's, I forgot about that he's one of the brothers yeah with Tim Blake Nelson so and George Clooney so he's brothers more than once yes yeah he's worked with them a few times I think he's in Raising Arizona as well is he he might be it's I've never movie. seen the movie oh it's really know. good I, he's, Nicolas he's sh- Cage at his best yeah 
In fact, mm-hmm. have you seen the news about Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas, Nicolas Cage, Cage in, in a, a movie? In a movie about... About Nicolas Cage? <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. And apparently, N- Nicolas Cage is also... <laughs> Look at the excitement uh, appar- straight apparently, away. <laughs> apparently, Nicolas Cage is also going to play a younger Nicolas Cage in it, who's an imagina- imaginary thing. Like, Nicolas Cage... <laughs> Nicolas Cage is playing himself in the movie, okay? It's Inception. Him, himself, he is having an emotional breakdown because his career isn't going very well and he's in a lot of debt. Nicolas Cage would then also play a younger version of himself talking to the older version. So an imaginary version of himself. Imaginary version of himself from when he was successful. So, like, he's, he's like Castor Troy, Nicolas Cage, or something from Face Off. This is the perfect role for, for Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yeah. I feel like he wrote the script. It sounds so good. Yeah. I want it to happen. Me too. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully. It sounds so perfect. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that that's some cool I was shocked that Charlie Kaufman didn't write this. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Kaufman did adaptation. Yeah. Which has, stars uh, Nicolas Cage. Two Nicolas Cage. Two Nicolas Cages again. Yeah. Playing Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Writing trying to write a movie. Ah the inception of writing Nicolas I know. Cage. I thought Charlie Kaufman wrote this movie. I actually thought. One of the best episodes of Community is when Abed takes have you seen Community? He takes film class and he tries to tackle whether Nicolas Cage is a good actor, a good or, actor not. or not. Yeah. He's a genius, but also he's a madman. He's a genius, but then there's a vampire's kiss and <laughs> yeah, then there's like the, Oh, it's so good. Um The but, Wicker Man. Yeah, the Wicker Man. And then he just he just starts doing Nicolas Cage impressions and like having a s- emotional breakdown from the class. Um, but yeah, so Noah Hawley, Star Trek Four, very excited. We were saying we hope Simon Pegg comes back to write. Yes, because he did the last one, Star Trek Beyond. Beyond, yeah, Beyond which yeah. was a really good movie. Really good movie. Um, uh, much more blockbustery than the first two. Yes, but, but worked. But worked really well. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And sadly, it made less money. But yeah, it seemed like it was bigger. It was like a, it was open for a bigger audience. Yeah, because that's the thing with Star Trek. Yeah, I think the 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 old TV shows are so specific. Totally, and I guess they're so nerdy. They are. They're super nerdy. No, and they, and they don't solve problems in the old TV show with fisticuffs. It's no. always negotiation or outsmarting someone. Yeah, which where Chris Pine drives a dirt bike. Yeah, in Star yeah. Trek Beyond, and he looks well. <sighs> he looks good. He looks he well driving a dirt bike. You, as Captain Kirk. Like like Captain Kirk in the old series, he used to just bang everyone. Chris <laughs> yeah. Pine's Captain Kirk. I'm like, you get after that, Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. You get after. I'm behind you. And it's very believable. Yeah, totally. Then again, William Shatner as well. Like he, he was a good Shatner. looking, charming man back in the day. Yeah, with his with his, his with his weird way of speaking. And yeah. He's like, I'll take you away for dinner. <laughs> while you come aboard my ship. So this is good news. It's all good news. And it's not to get mixed up with, um, Quentin Tarantino's. Star mm. Trek, which I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. But this is not his. No. No, Holly's going to write and direct. And it's going to be crazy, more than likely, if it's anything like Legion and... Uh, and Fargo. Fargo's yeah. nuts as well. Yeah. I, I think he's a good director for getting back to kind of what made people like about the original Star Trek. Yeah. While also having seen all of Legion, he's got a good eye for spectacle and like big space battles. So, totally. So I'm be very interested to see what he does with this. And what he came, what he did with Fargo, he came totally. into like an already established IP. Yeah. And made it his own. Yeah. And made it work. Yeah. So I, he's an excellent choice. And yeah, I really hope Simon Pegg is involved because again, just love Simon Pegg. Everything yeah. he does. Um, And yeah, John Turturro in this cast in the Batman movie just gets better and better every time. So it's so good. Him as Carmine Falcone is an excellent choice because he's a great actor. Also, uh, it's again getting closer and closer to the long Halloween. Yes, you're saying this. Yeah, because John Carmine Falcone is a huge part of it, and that's what they're saying they're going for. And I and I'd be surprised if you read the long Halloween. I have not. 
Okay. It's on my list. Okay. Well, there is there's I a kill there's, there's a killer in it called the the Day Killer, and he kills people in the Falcone, basically creating a turf war on holidays. Okay. And they think it's Calendar Man, but it's not Calendar Man. Calendar Man knows who it is, kind right. of. Okay. But anyway, so I'm thinking they're probably not going to do Calendar Man. They might sub in the Riddler as that person. Cool. And then they could do something like that, yeah. maybe. But uh, if Two Face finally gets cast. I'll know it's long Halloween, right? Because that's that's he's he he's the big character in that. Well, I recently read Danny DeVito endorsing yeah Colin Farrell yeah I as did Penguin very Love cool. That. Well, Danny DeVito worked with Colin Farrell yeah on Dumbo yeah only recently yeah and they and like they liked each other and he said that they were friends for years actually yeah and that he thinks Colin Farrell will do a really good job. As I think Penguin. so too. I think Colin. Colin Farrell will bring just an, enough menace, you know? Yeah. So let's look at it, right? So we got Robert Pattinson as Batman. Every time we, we do the show, this cast gets better and better. I know. And you know what? We've nearly had a, a new casting every, every episode, episode for quite a yeah. while now. It's good. This will be nice. If this is a good movie, I'd be so happy now. Me too. Because we've really endorsed it. Yeah. We've been pushing it. We've talked it up. Yeah. And, and you, there's there's an emotional journey here. I started off not being that into it. And now, like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. The first, first time we see his suit, I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, big time. A- apparently, they're going for the grey and blue look. Really? Classic grey and blue. Or at least more elements of it. Yeah. So. That'll be interesting to see. And we were just talking about that scene at the start of Star Trek. Yeah. Same composer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's good. Michael Caccino. Man, what a scene. Sorry, just to get back to that. I've never felt more connected to like a character who died in the first five minutes than his dad. Yeah. It was really, really like... like He's a good man. He's a good man. He is uh, literally. He's yeah. a ma- he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. And yeah. then and then like. But he could he could take some licks and he gives some too. Yeah, you know? exactly. I was like, he's a strong character. You're like he is the exemplary standard of a Starfleet captain. And yeah. you're like, wow, yes, what a cool guy. It. And then when you see Kirk, you can see him really struggling with that. And I'm like, J.J. Yeah. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. We were talking about this. Right. Just the right heartstrings. <sighs> just the right ones. Good old it's not JJ. cheesy. Not cheesy, but just, just good. Like, this makes me feel good and sad at the yeah, same time. I love it. Um, J.J. Yeah. J. Abrams, I was saying, there was some Screen Rant article about him possibly doing a Superman movie, I think he'd be perfect for Superman. I think he'd do such a good job of hearkening back to the old, you know, all the that was really off. That one. The, the Christopher Reeve, that's what I was trying to say. Christopher Reeve Superman, I think he'd do a good enough job of emulating that while also making a really good Lex Luthor because it's very important. I want a good Lex. Me too. Can we just have really Michael Rosenbaum be Lex? Yes. In everything. Remember Brian Cranston? It was rumor. Perfect. He's a perfect choice. Lex Luthor oh, is... I would not fuck with that. He no. would make it a great Lionel at this yeah. point as well because he's totally. a lot older. Lex Luthor is great because his whole thing is that he needs to be the best. And it's... I just love the struggle of him like... People, people have pointed out that Lex Luthor has power armor, right? But everyone points out that his face is completely exposed. And someone makes such an excellent point where it was like, you wouldn't cover your face because you want people to know that it's you and that's Yes, that's and I, Lex, yeah, true and, and true. And I'm like, that's Lex, true and true. It's like, yeah. if some, if you're saved by someone or you save someone or you do something, you want people to see that it's you in that suit because he's just such an egomaniac. <laughs> Get Michael Rosenbaum back from yeah. Smallville yeah. and get Brian Cranston as, as Lionel, Lionel the father. Yeah. Boom, perfect movie. Be great. And Henry Cavill can still be uh, Superman. Just forget Jesse Eisenberg. Well, this actually, that's a good bit of news that I didn't even write down. Yeah. Henry Cavill has said officially now that he's not done. No. He he's isn't. got that suit in the closet. Yeah, I would too. 
Mm-hmm. Jesus. Well, I look like him. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, man. yeah, but he's not done playing that character. Excellent. I'm really excited for The Witcher. Yeah, really, really too. excited. Me too. Um, he looks good, and I'm replaying the game at the moment. So, um, One more important bit of news, because yes. we talked about it before. Mindhunter 3 has been postponed indefinitely. Talks have been postponed, or delayed, delayed, is how they put it. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that it says talks. Not, it doesn't say season 3, it says no, talks, talks of season 3. Yeah, so... delayed. <sighs> now, there's one good thing. What? It's because... It's delayed because David Fincher's busy making another movie. Okay. And it's a Netflix movie. Okay. So that's that's kind of that's all right. But you like, know, it'd be I'm glad it's not cancelled. I'm really annoyed. It, it kind of sounds like a fancy way of saying it cancelled. could be cancelled. Yeah. So. I'm fifty fifty with that. Yeah. I, it's making me nervous anyway. It's a great show. Yeah, truly great show. Really great show. And with some like actors in it who you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. That put in some serious performances. I was told that guy um, from Glee. Yeah. He's Jonathan from Groff. Jonathan Groff. Mm-hmm. He is fantastic. He is fantastic. I'm glad I didn't know he was in Glee. Yeah. Yeah. When I started watching it, my girlfriend was like, oh, he's from Glee. I was like, really? And I was like, oh, okay. And then he, I was watching it and he's like, he's really good. Yeah. And then the other guy out, acting opposite him, I don't know his name, but he's my favorite character in the whole he's thing. He's great. He's amazing. And good friends with uh, Zack Snyder. Is he? Well, but he was in he Justice was, League. He was in yeah. Justice League and he was cut out. Yeah. Well, um, he's in it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's in it. Sorry. But his, but his scene was cut down. His scene was cut down. He said there was a lot more to that scene. Yeah. And he's obviously friends with David Fincher because he was also in Fight Club. Fight Club, yeah. Uh, a Holt. Long time ago. Holt. Holt is his name in it, yeah. Uh, yeah, Holt. No, Holt McCallany. McCall- that's his, that's oh, the that's actor's his name. name. Okay, sorry. Holt McCallany. Calony. Oh, Holden is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, the, the guy. The Holden guy. Ford and his he's Bill. Bill Tench. Bill. Yeah. He's a Bill. He really is a Bill. Yeah. He embodies that name. And then this female, Anna Torv, as the... She's beautiful. She's so hot. Um, and then all the people playing serial killers are great. So good. So good. They're like, they're acting circles around people in some of their scenes. So good that Charles Manson guy... Yeah. Re- recently played Charles Manson in Mindhunter and also in Once Upon a Time Once in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time, yeah. And the guy who plays Edmund Kemper, Cameron Britton, he is great. He's so good. And he's in uh, Umbrella, Academy. Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And I loved him in that as well. And then I saw him in this and I was like, wow, this guy has range. He's so good that I didn't recognize him. Didn't recognize him either. Even with that very significant voice. He, uh, like, it's yeah. so specific. Yeah. That guy's made for voice work. Yeah. He's so good. Um, I love his voice. Speaking of great voices, just get back to the Batman cast. Jeffrey Wright. Jeffrey Wright was just in Rick and Morty. Wow. He's really? in the new season. That's yeah. great. And by chance... Sam Neill and Taika Waititi were also in that episode. So, oh, like, that's really cool. Because they're friends. They're good friends, yeah. yeah from and Hunt- also, he got them to be in Thor. Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok as yeah. well, for that little cameo. Yeah, so uh, they're all in the most recent episode. Really cool. So, uh, yeah, so Hunk and Skunk. <laughs> Ooh, Hunk and Skunk. Let's see. I hate to do this. Skunk Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Sorry, yeah. Elizabeth. Sorry. I can't believe you're calling her a skunk. I, I know, I know. Uh, I, I feel bad about it, you know. But they are some, they're some broad statements. Yeah, you know. We, I, could be, we could be saying a lot worse. As people who are, <laughs> as people known for their sweeping statements, <laughs> yeah. she made some sweeping statements. Yeah, we know them. Yeah. We recognize them. Uh, Hunk. Hunk. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. See, episode three especially. Yeah, episode three Mandalorian. Oh, it's great. It reminds me of. And the Q Hunk. Yeah. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Oof. Baby, yeah, baby Hunk. He's the real hunk. He's the baby hunk. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening to this extra long episode of Straight <laughs> yeah. to Series. Um, Got through a lot there. We did get through a lot, and we didn't even get through everything, as yeah. usual. 
Um, so most of the stuff we talked about are not on these. Are lists. not on the list. As always, as always, we get sidetracked. What was that Clint Eastwood movie again? Oh, who American cares? Sniper. American Sniper. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. Like, subscribe, check us out on Instagram. Yes, that's please the do. big one. But we're also on Twitter and Facebook. We're and on everything. We're on everything. Share, please tell a friend. It makes such yes, a big difference yeah, if you tell time. a friend. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you. Clint Eastwood's age is up here on the screen. He's eighty-nine years of age. My God, he does not look it. I bet you can still get rock solid. I bet so. I'd I like mean, to think so. I mean, I've seen the mule, so I know it's true. Have you actually watched the movie? No. <laughs> no I've watched I, the scene, though. If he gets a rim job, I fucking applaud <laughs> that actress. <laughs> wow, Jesus. Wow, she really cleaned that gutter. And on that note, <laughs> coming full circle with the rim job, uh, we will talk to you guys next week. See you. See ya.